the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Welcome to Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST. Broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building in Martinsburg. Final show of the week, and it is Panhandle Live on this 27th day of October, 2023. It's Luke Wiggs and Marsha Kavalik with you broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building, as you heard from Johnny D there in the open. And uh, we're going to begin our show today, Marsha. Well, first of all, we're going to begin our show by asking you how you are on this Friday morning. I'm great. I'm getting ready to cheer WV on against the Knights mm. in the bounce house. That's uh, from what I understand. That's quite the atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the, you know, it's it's Central Florida, so you've got a lot of um, really talented producers, and so they're halftime. All their graphics, they get the crowd really into it. So it's going to be pretty intimidating for the Mountaineers to come into that atmosphere. Uh, yeah. They have an incredibly talented play-by-play guy, um, you know, on on the mic. Yeah, don't ask me what his name the is. The radio guy or the the. Public address announcer. Public address. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I mean, and it just really, they've got a lot of infrastructure there that gets the hometown crowd fired up. So, um, and might be a little intimidating. However, comma, I think we got a chance. Yeah, I think so. Too. It's interesting uh, that UCF is favored by a touchdown despite not winning a conference game yet. But uh, I'm sure that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on this Saturday, along with the Shepherd action, the high school action. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But We've got a lot of news to get through here in this first segment, Marcia, and uh, we'll start by, of course, the the story we've been following in Washington County over the last couple of uh, days, uh, the body of Pedro Argote, um, the, the, the suspect uh, charged with the, the shooting of the, the, the circuit court judge. His body was located yesterday. That's right. That news came in a little afternoon, and um, I'm sure a lot of the community is breathing a sigh of relief. The sheriff in Washington County uh, declined to say the nature of Argote's death. Um, his body has been sent, uh, the, Argote's body has been sent for an autopsy. It's interesting, the timing. I know they uh, they put a concentrated effort into, uh, of course, searching, but they, they put uh, more uh, boots on the ground, as it were, into that area later this week and uh, found his body in that wooded area. Uh, Thursday, yeah, last night, was the uh, visitation for Judge Wilkinson's family at the funeral home. And then today, the judge will be laid to rest. His funeral services are happening in Hagerstown this afternoon. Uh, you can read more about that and his uh, his obituary and the traffic announcements surrounding that in articles at panhandlenewsnetwork.com. And I will say, you know, really good coverage, of course, um, pat ourselves on the back here, the Panhandle News Network, but by the Herald Mail as well. And, you know, some of the articles that are coming out about, you know, some really disturbing details into this case, unfortunately. Right. The and, AP uh, had uh, a big story. I guess mm-hmm. they'd gotten hold of some of the the testimony from the, the day of the divorce hearing uh, that revealed that uh, an adult daughter from a previous relationship and uh, his current wife, who became his ex-wife that day, um, had detailed years of abuse. Um, in in that court hearing. So uh, I think, as I said, a lot of folks are breathing a sigh of relief. My thought during all of this was, you know, I hope that his family was being protected and it sounded as though they were, but, you know, that's always, look, you know, that's kind of over your shoulder. As I'm sure a lot of folks 
in Maine, in Lewiston area, and and uh, you know that that yeah. search is uh, is spreading to Canada and and New York, and lots of questions until that gets resolved. Well, uh, on a quick pivot here, of course, to some other things that we need to talk about here in the first segment. Uh, which gauge was it that we got to, to to cover the the Berkeley County Commission? Was it Al or Clint? Double <laughs> we, gauge. We're lucky. We're lucky to be double gauged here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Clint covers the Berkeley County uh, Commission meetings and uh, brings us stories. Look, I've sat through the commission meetings. God bless our commissioners and and the folks who come in <laughs> and do uh, you know public presentations before them. Those meetings are three, four, sometimes five hours. Sometimes you break for lunch. More meetings and more meetings, and so it's a lot. I'm just I'm going to say it's a lot. And so Clint brings us every week kind of a, a distilled version of of what has happened. And one of the, the neat things that he said was um, their grants administration program is thirty six for thirty six. Yeah, absolutely. So we hear quite often from uh, County Grants Administrator Tracy Gilliams, and uh, she was on display yesterday outlining a few of those law enforcement grants, like you mentioned. Fiscal year 23, Homeland Security Grant Program. Funding source is West Virginia Emergency Management for the Berkeley County Sheriff's Department SWAT team. The total cost of the project is $50,000. The total award was $50,000 with no match required. The next award is another fiscal year 23. West Virginia Homeland Security Grant Program from the West Virginia Emergency Management Division for the Berkeley County Sheriff's Department dive team. The total project cost was $30,000. The total award is $30,000. And the grant funding will pay for an underwater drone for $30,000. The next fiscal year 23 West Virginia Homeland Security Grant Program for the Berkeley County Sheriff's Department Crime Investigation Division for a total project cost of $17,353. The total award was $17,350, and it will pay for approved equipment for a total of $17,553. I don't know if I expected to hear the words underwater drone this Now we morning. all want one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If really? <laughs> well, if it sounds like if you need one, Tracy Gilliams is the person to ask <laughs> because she's becoming the jolting Joe DiMaggio of, uh, of of grants because like you mentioned they've applied for 36 Department of Homeland Security grants in the past few years and have been awarded all 36. And um, the the neat part about what Tracy Williams and her and the department do because I think there are other ladies that uh, present um, who are grants administrators as well <clears throat> but um, th- she talks about these are grants that uh, have a matching or not and the matching means that money has to come from Berkeley County Commission and the Berkeley County coffers by extension the taxpayers to uh, match these grant funds uh, and when when you hear that there is no match required that's always good news so I'm not sure if there was a match required for the underwater drone but obviously that's all we're gonna fixate on absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh the applications I guess okay are you are you trying to find a a, a car in a quarry? Are you trying to find um, a leak in a in a Lambert pool pipe? I mean, I think the possibilities are endless. The possibilities are endless. Now that you have an underwater drone, crime cannot hide. It, even underwater? Even underwater. Wow. We'll get you. The possibilities. Are, okay, we're going to have to talk to the sheriff after this. <laughs> okay, speaking of the sheriff, and, and I don't, you know, I don't want to fixate on this because if it was any other individual, it probably wouldn't have made the news as much. However, uh, Sheriff 
Nathan Harmon's daughter, Carrie. Of course, you may remember there's been ongoing news coverage. You can find that at panhandlenewsnetwork.com and Metro News about the accident that Carrie Harmon was in in January that is now uh, related to four misdemeanor indictments against the sheriff. Uh, but also, Carrie Harmon was uh, arrested another time during this year for an assault. Yeah, and uh, the Martinsburg Journal, the first to report um, that she was charged on Thursday for missing her court date uh, concerning the malicious wounding and conspiracy charges she was arrested for in July. Uh, This was also announced on the Eastern Regional Jail's website Thursday afternoon, uh, which means that Harmon could receive additional jail time or fines as high as $5,000. Right. So, um, again, making the news because of, you know, her proximity to the sheriff of Berkeley County, um, when we talked to him about the the second or her latest um, the arrest that she had about the assault, um, and she was not arrested for the January sixth accident. I should clarify. Mm-hmm. But when we talked to him about his reaction to his daughter being arrested for this assault, he said she is an adult. She will face adult consequences. Um, and of course, this was in the news uh, earlier this week. Uh, the police chief in a town, uh, it was Georgia, North Carolina. Uh, his son, estranged son, went on a crime spree, ended up uh, injuring two police officers mm-hmm. uh, and was that, I think it was Nashville, and um, and then ended up dying by suicide. And, you know, your heart goes out to this law enforcement officer. The child was obviously estranged, but uh, that it had that kind of chilling impact on his own department uh, is just remarkable. So we're bringing it up. The Journal wrote that story, as you mentioned, and um, so noted. So two more things we want to hit on before we get to our first break and with it, our first guest. West Virginia American Water is inviting the public to its community open house next Wednesday. A press release from the company says it will be an opportunity for its new customers in the Eastern Panhandle to meet the members of West Virginia American Water and their team and learn more about their new water and wastewater service providers. Representatives will also be available from West Virginia American Water's external affairs, operations, water quality, source water protection, customer service, and human resources teams. Oh, and by the way, light refreshments will be available. It's set for Wednesday, November 1st uh, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. in the T.A. Lowry Elementary School Gym at 103 Shenandoah Junction Road uh, in Shenandoah Junction, West Virginia. I wonder if they have an underwater drone. I mean, come on. I mean, it sounds like that's the, the thing to have right now. It I, sounds like all the cool kids are getting you know, one. Start your Christmas list now, everyone. <laughs> um, so I wanted to mention, because we throw this out a lot, panhandlenewsnetwork.com. If you can't find the story you're looking for, because there's only a small, and we have so much news right now, um, you can go, there's a tab, uh, it says menu, and then there's a little drop-down tab uh, that says Eastern Panhandle News. If you click on that, you can see a lot more of uh of our news content unfortunately uh it just doesn't show everything and you know it, we it's been a very newsy week it has it absolutely has and uh, the, i think the the biggest breaking news that we have to talk about is what we say for last in the show marcia because the four state food truck festival is taking place this saturday and it's brutal that every single i've only been here right. for two years i'm out of town i'm going to bloomsburg with the shepherd football team the following streets will be closed to traffic and parking from 8 a.m to 8 p.m unless otherwise specified Queen Street from Race to King, the 100 blocks of East and West Martin, the 100 blocks of East and West King, and the 100 blocks of East and West Burke. That one a little bit of an amended time. It's going to be close two hours earlier, 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. Municipal parking lots will remain open. Haven't gotten the chance to experience Food Truck Fest yet, Marsha, but have you? It sounds like it's a heck of a time. So um, we went last year. My daughter's boyfriend was was here, and so that was kind of a fun 
thing to bring him to because he lives in California. And um, you're saying was, he's never seen a food truck before? I'm sure he's seen a lot, but like just to see kind of small town, kitschy Americana. Yeah. Um, and they they had the, we we walked the perimeter. We we checked out all the food trucks first, like did a drive by, right? That's the smart way to do it. Yeah, and then we I knew what I was gonna have. I had pierogi, mm. um, but she got like the butterfly for a French fries. It's like they take the, it's like potato chips, only like mm. classy, um, only. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Some upscale really potato them. chips. Okay, yeah. And then something with pickles. Some white-collar potato chips. Okay. So, they, yeah. So, it was really good. And I know this is going to be bigger and better uh, because they're building. And there's it's not just food trucks. It's entertainment. So, yeah. Awesome. And uh, so, again, those are the, the closures. And that's taking place from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. this Saturday in downtown's Martinsburg. We've got a break to take. When we return, uh, we'll be joined by our first guest in studio here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCSC. Broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building in Martinsburg. It's Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building here in Martinsburg. Panhandle Live is driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at countryroadstire.com today. Luke Wiggs and Marsh Kavalik with you on this Friday morning. The legendary Harvey Kerchival himself standing by ten oh six top of the hour, but uh, we've got some uh, some miles to go between now and then. And our next guest, Marsha, joining us in studio. That's right. If you were uh, lucky enough to go to the Apple Harvest Festival and uh, see some of the crafters and the vendors over at the fairgrounds, you probably saw something that looked really interesting, uh, which was a a Corvette, a Stingray that was blacked out. And I I, I know in a lot of different events, there's this huge truck called uh that's blacked out as well and it's all related to uh veterans and bringing attention to some of the things that veterans um you know are experiencing and uh to that end uh we have someone who's involved in a lot of that and has an open house related to veterans and veteran vendors and that's chuck timbrick welcome in thank you thank you for having me all right first of all let's start with um where did you serve what's your rank and and all of that well, this is what a lot of people <clears throat> get flipped out about. I never served. Hmm. But you obviously have some empathy for those 15, who did? 15 years worth. Mm. been doing this for 15 years. And, uh, um, of course, they all, the veterans that I've got to get close to and, and, and know, they all tell me that they don't care I didn't serve. Mm. You know, I was part of them. They feel like you're part of the. Yeah, it makes me feel, you know, makes me feel like part of the family. So what um, what drives this for you? <clears throat> My dad passed away, and uh, I had a semi truck that was not being used at the time, and I decided to dedicate that truck to my dad and veterans. So I started building it, which is the blackout. Uh, semi and um to this day it's still running it's out on the west coast doing the whole tour of the west coast um so i got bored and decided to do another vehicle which is a 77 stingray corvette uh which will be somewhat like Smokey and the bandit you know <laughs> um the Corvette uh, was at the fairgrounds, and it's all prepped for the artwork. 
now the next step is uh, it'll be taken up to Pennsylvania and get the airbrush work done on it. And but then when it comes back, it'll be little blackout. And what do you use it for? Where do you put? Where do you take it? Well, I won't be able to do parades with it because it's too. It it's a street rod. I won't be able to do many parades with it unless I haul it because it it'll heat up fast. Oh, gotcha. It's the motor is five hundred horsepower. They'd have to let you be the first one, like to just yeah. get through the race. Well, yeah, get through the parade now, really fast. Now, if they fast. tell me I could be first, you yeah, know, that would be cool, right? <laughs> but um, you'd yeah. be the pace car for the rest of the parade. <laughs> <laughs> Double time march parade kid, but yeah. band kids. <laughs> five seconds, <laughs> right? That's pretty. But okay, so that's really cool. Not everyone has a semi. Not everyone has a stingray. But you've taken both of those. And you, you're retrofitting them to honor folks that you believe have contributed a lot, obviously. Yes, yes. And what kind of what kind of impact do you get when you? What kind of response do you get when you see um, like little kids looking up at blackout or you know at the fairgrounds the other day when you had the stingray I've, there? I've got hundreds of pictures of kids standing around the uh, truck, putting their hands over their heart, uh, which is very surprising. Um, because of a lot of things that's going on today, mm. you wouldn't think you would see that. But I have uh, pictures of you know kids were putting their hands over their hearts, saluting, um, you know, and they're doing this on their own. They're not asked to do it, and it's just amazing. And then uh, second part is when I go into the VA center. Uh, now blackout, uh, the semi was dedicated to the VA center. And uh, whenever it goes to the VA center, it's it's a pretty pretty big deal down there. And um, <clears throat> I've got to meet thousands upon thousands of, of veterans uh, that's that's going in and out of the VA center. And then of course I always do. Uh, well, I did the wall for 15 years, uh, the uh, Rolling Thunder mm-hmm. for uh, five years. I'm sorry, for five years. And, um, I mean, veterans is just, it's unreal. So you took the truck to and and followed the... I actually rode five years in a row, the blackout truck rode in Rolling Thunder. Wow. Yes. That's really, if you you took the Stingray, you could be at the front of all those motorcycles. (laughs) 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 Try to keep up, you guys. (laughs) Well, our memorial... Our memorial uh, out in front of the uh, plaza, um, we're going to display the Corvette with the memorial a good bit. And we're probably going to do more car shows than riding events mm. because of the fuel. Right. Um, have to burn cam too, which is very expensive. And it's good as a static display, and it's a very yeah. impressive vehicle. Yeah. So, so let's talk about um, the plaza and, and the Blackout Veterans Stop. Uh, again, it supports veteran vendors. Let's talk about that a little bit, and then we'll talk about the open house. Okay. Uh, Blackout, the Blackout store uh, is basically a nonprofit uh, store. Now, the vendors that we have in there, they're profit, right? but they're... Uh, what we use the vendors for is the vendors pay rent and then it helps cover the rent of the facility that we're in. 
cetera. There's no profit uh, to us there. We mainly depend on donations. Um, we mainly depend on donations, but our biggest thing is when we get to do the hot dogs, uh, we fix uh, like 115, 120 hot dogs, put them in bread, wrap it in full, and we'll take them into rescue mission. Hmm. And um, so for that day, the rescue mission can save their kitchen personnel. Right. And give them out, give out hot dogs. And everyone seems to like hot dogs. And they, sure. and they, and they love it. Um, the blackout store is when you go in there. We have the biggest selection of military hats, and we're growing. Um, if you like wearing hats, we have multiple uh, military hats. We also have off, off, off the wall hats like um, uh, Second Amendment hats. You know, stuff of that sort. But um, we have blackout uh, material in there. We have, you name it, it's in that store somewhere. And among the vendors, there are a lot of vendors who are veterans themselves. Yes. Yeah, we have uh, Dave and Albert. Uh, Dave is a Navy Navy guy. We have um, Albert, who's a Marine. And then we have Sue. Oh, Sue Carroll. She is uh, Navy. I think she is Navy. Yeah, yeah. I want to say she she's Navy, um, which is unreal because a lot of people forget that women serve, mm-hmm. and uh, I ask all the time, and it kind of flips people out when I ask, you know, and I get rejected. No, I didn't serve, you know. But you know, if you don't ask, you you don't know, mm-hmm. but. You know, I I respect both sexes as far as the military goes. Yeah, they all stepped up. Absolutely. Yes. yes. We'll talk a little about the the open house then. It's from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. coming up. Uh, 5078 Williamsport Pike is the address. So for people that are interested in checking out the event, uh, talk about what they're going to see. And that's tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll be doing the cooking. So I want to be doing hot dogs and hamburgers. Is that a disclaimer or a promotion? <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody said you're the cook, Chuck. So okay. I, I must be doing something right. All right. right. You know? <laughs> but um, uh, it's going to be by donation only. Okay. So when you come up and get a hot dog or a hamburger, just think of the veterans because that 100% of that money goes back uh, to the veterans fund. Um, we have all the vendors who will be setting up. Um, and then we'll also have the blackout uh, table set up, which would be a uh, donation. Um, so if you come up to the table and you see something, you don't even have to ask me the price. If you like it, just say, hey, I'll, I'll give you a donation for this here. And we have probably three tables worth of, of stuff. Um and then in the store, of course, you know, everybody will visit in the store. Um, will be all the sodas and, and of course, the vendors' uh, displays will be uh, in there also. Uh, coffee, we have plenty of coffee. Uh, blackout coffee is always, uh, we grind our own coffee. So um, we get our beans ordered in and we do our own, uh, our own coffee. Um, so that'll be available to anybody. Um, we just, 
you know, when people come out and support uh, support our veterans, our veterans. Uh, well, for people that are interested in learning a little bit more, are you guys on Facebook or a website or anything yes. like that that people can check out? Yes. Actually, we have three of them. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Blackout uh, Veterans Stop. Uh, we have Chuck Timbrook. Mm-hmm. And then we have Chuck Timbrook Blackout. Um, so they kind of use, uh, they kind of use all three and it drives me crazy because, uh, that's a lot to keep up with. I can't, yeah. You're busy I can't cooking. keep up with all of it. And I'll look on there and I'll see a message that I got like a month ago oh, and I'll say, oh my goodness. That's frustrating. You know? well, they can always stop by and see you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, 5078 Williamsport Pike Suite E. The event is the Blackout Veteran Stop Open House. It's Saturday. That's tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Chuck Timbrick, thanks for being in and everything you do for veterans. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you. We've got to break the tape. We'll continue the conversation after this on Panhandle Live. We're talking about the issues that matter most to you. Now, back to Panhandle Live. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building here in Martinsburg. We've got Metro News Talk Line coming your way at the top of the hour here on WEPM and WCST. If you missed any more part of today's show, you can find it when we post a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Spotify page. But the conversation continues. The guests keep rolling in. And Marsha, our next guest, is joining us in studio. So she's from in Inwood, but she's got a national title. Tina Hamill is Mrs. All-American Elite. Welcome in. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on. So uh, you do a lot of good stuff in the community. Uh, you've, you've done a lot of stuff with uh, breast cancer survivors and support. Uh, you are a breast cancer survivor yourself. Uh, but today you want to talk about an effort ongoing uh, with the Mrs. All-American Elite program, organization in particular. Uh, it's Operation We Care. Yes, thank you. First, let me say the All-American Pageant is a system that celebrates women of all ages, sizes, and for their community involvement, if anyone would be interested in that. <clears throat> but like you said, I'm here to um, reach out and let everyone know about Operation We Care. Um, it started in 2007 in Salisbury, Maryland by Jeff Merritt. Um, and that is an organization that collects items um, for the troops that are serving on ground and at sea as well. Uh, we collect the, the items, we put them in individual packages, boxes, and then those are shipped out. And is it kind of like the shoebox program for kids that you yes, hear about? You like, could say that. Do the, do the individual troops get a box themselves? They get an individual box. Oh, nice. Like, okay. Um, and what kind of items are you sending? The items that we are sending, um, I won't list them all. <laughs> Give us some, are there any underwater like, drones? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the, um, like Kleenex, snack bars, individual oatmeal packs, um, toothbrush, toothpaste, shampoo, deodorant, lotions, mm. razors, um, ladies' items, uh, Roman noodles, um, ravioli, cans of ravioli, Pop-Tarts, just stuff like that. Each box, we try to pack the same items in the same box. Um, with filler items being like hard candy or gums, uh, that kind of thing. We don't send chocolate, depending on based where they're sending to because of heat-related right. kind of things. So, but each um, veteran uh, gets a box. It's their own personal box, um, and they open it up. So 
and then we see smiles. <laughs> if someone isn't familiar with someone being deployed, um, why can't they just get their own stuff? Let me well, just, they, they could. Right. I mean, they could get their own stuff and send it to them. Um, wherever the guys or girls are at, they could go out and get their stuff, maybe. But there's sometimes that they're... Um, they're in situations, uh, areas, they're not like you and I that can go to Walmart or Target. Well, if you're in a destroyer in the Pacific Ocean, you yeah. can't right. go to yeah. Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, they just can't run out like we can and mm -hmm. get whatever they need. So these boxes come in handy with some personal items. Little care packages. Care packages. And we send um, thank you notes in there Aww. in there also. So. so it's also like sending a hug. Correct. <laughs> like Let here's them some know that they are thought about to keep their morale up. Um we do send um, places that we have sent was um, Alaska, Kuwait, Kosovo, and Afghanistan. No, there's some other places as well. Um, Alaska, we there's a paratrooper group that we even took one for Christmas because their morale is really low. Um, so we do little individual stockings for them. Well, can, so. can you talk about some of the feedback, I mean, that you've gotten uh, from the people that you send these items to? I mean, do you guys get a, a pretty positive response? Yeah, I should have bought some things to show you guys. The public can't look at them, but <laughs> it's, um, yeah, they send us back a little thank you thing with a picture of them with their box, you know, and their smile from ear to ear. So, oh, yes. that's so cool. Just being remembered sometimes, because I think if someone's stationed somewhere and it's not a, you know, big news conflict or they're just on the ground mm -hmm. keeping people safe yes um you know they might tend to feel forgotten correct yeah and then we just you know think of it as you being um 19 20 year old um boy or girl you know sent out there and they think they are forgotten sometimes um some some of them join the service just to get away mm -hmm. and have some place to go mm -hmm. too so yeah. So um, Tina Hamill is with us. She is Mrs. All-American Elite, and the Mrs. Um, uh, All-American Elite organization has a national platform on Operation We Care. But folks who aren't in the organization, just uh, those of us out here in the citizenry, can help. How can we help? Um, they can get in contact with me. Um, my phone number is 540-538-4582. Um, feel free to reach out if you want more information, want to know how you can help. If you are a group that's looking for um, something to do with your organization, they could do a collection box for a period of time, um, take up collections, get it to me. We do have uh, two main packing events a year, one in May and then one in November. And then, of course, the one in November is coming up. Um, and we gather those items and we take them and we gather things all year so there's just not a particular time we just have to be cautious of the date that they expire uh, we do accept monetary donations so if an organization would like to contribute to that uh, the monetary donations are used for if we're short on items for the boxes because like i said before we like to include the same items in, in the in the mm -hmm. boxes so yeah, it's it's kind of like summer camp. You don't want your kid to be <laughs> opening up the box from home and, yeah. and not have the same kind of things that his yes, yes. bunkmate has. <laughs> um, so you mentioned a November packing. Correct. When is that happening? And um, can folks get involved in that? Or is there a deadline that they need to be aware of? No, there's not a deadline. Um, Jeff Merritt, he organizes that from Salisbury. He has uh, groups that come in to help to helps with that. And then us... Um, Queens um, pitch in our help too. Well, what drew you to the program specifically? What, what what led you to get involved in this? 
with the pageant or with the um, Operation We Care? Well, both. <laughs> well, like I said, the pageant system does not base on um, age or, or how size you are or anything like that. So um, it's a big diversity of. So that's what drew me. It's kind of fun to get involved with. Yes, yes. And And they have the obviously there's a service modality to it as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, community involvement is, and I love doing community things. So always looking for a way to make appearance as well. So if anybody's out there that's needing somebody to. She can show up with her sash and her crown and her message, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. (laughs) And just some numbers uh, for the Operation We Care. The All-American Pageant has donated approximately 75,000 items since becoming the national platform for the pageant. So just to throw that out there, and Operation We Care has shipped around 30,000 packages to the deployed military wow. on ground and to the ships. So, so just to give you some numbers. You mentioned some some things like ramen noodles and um, you know razors and, and that kind of thing. But comfort items, what kinds of things will fit in the box? So, I mean, we're talking socks. Well, we like don't. But they, don't they don't do that. Okay, yeah. no yeah. socks. There's, all of it's more like chapstick. Yeah, chapstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that's a big thing. Um, body wash. That could be a good thing too. If it smells good. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> going back to that ship conversation, right. you got 200 dudes on a, on one vessel. Uh, lotions, you know, stuff like that. Um, nothing like a little cozy blanket or anything, though. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great to be able to uh, get folks from the community involved. And I know this time of year, especially people are trying to think of good charities that they can uh, invest their time and their money in. So how can folks find out more? Again, they can give me a call. Um, My phone number is 540-538-4582. Or they can send me a message, you know, through the Facebook thing um, if they're into that. And what's your Um, Facebook handle? Tina Hamill? Yeah, yeah. Just Tina. Yeah, yeah. Just H A M M E L, right? Correct. Awesome. You don't have like the big like I am Mrs. All American Elite. No, page. not yet. I haven't set up anything okay. like that. <laughs> uh, well, before we let you go, I'm I'm, I'm kind of morbidly curious. I mean, what what does packing day look like? I mean, when you all are putting oh, wow. everything in the boxes, sounds well, like that's quite an ordeal, right? Yes. In one day, we we will pack depending on the need. Uh, and Jeff is the one that gets the hey, we need boxes sent here. Um, we will pack between 700 to 1,000 boxes. Wow. So it's basically like a buffet-style yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Um, Factory work. Yeah. It's like here is you get your box, and then it's just you just go down the line, and there's your oatmeal, and grab a can of this and a package of that. You know, and Then you go over to like the filler box because they want to pack as much in there mm-hmm. as you can. So you throw some extra gum and hard mints and mm-hmm. candies kind that's of a thing. fun decision because when I, when i get to do that with pantry packing i'm like i like the chocolate pudding i like this <laughs> kind of candy yeah so you just pack it in there <laughs> as tight as you can you put a little thank you card that like maybe the girl scouts or a church organization has made for us put it on there then you take it to the person that's going to put the shipping label on it and then it's packed up and then it's put into a trailer and then the next day it's taken to the post office Awesome. Well, we really appreciate the work that you're doing for our servicemen. Yes. And uh, we really appreciate you giving us the time this morning. Yes, I thank you all. Absolutely. So we've got one more break to take. We'll wrap up the show for the week after this. This is Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST. You're listening to Panhandle Live on WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. 
scratch my back with lightning bolts. Final segment of Panhandle Live for the week. It's Luke Wiggs and Marsh Kavalik here in studio. Hoppy Kirchable coming your way here in just about 10 minutes' time. Uh, but, of course, we've got a lot of sports uh, happening over the next couple of days. A lot of content to be posted on our Panhandle News Network Spotify pages. Today's edition of Panhandle Sports Live, uh, where we took a look at this upcoming high school football Friday, college football Saturday, NFL football Sunday, along with uh, today's show. If you missed any or part of it, it'll be posted there as well. And uh, last night's Ernie McCook show, we'll post that as well, live from Captain Bender's Tavern, where you can find it uh, every Thursday night. You know, I took a pass. Not that I'm saying that uh, Captain Bender's uh, makes any bad food because I pivoted to the fish and chips, which, is, of course, is never oh, a mistake. Um, of course. The burger last night, I wasn't, it was a little too adventurous for me. Yeah, it I, was, have, I uh, have that problem, too. It was uh, the Italian burger. It had salami, mozzarella, and Italian dressing on it. That's probably not, I, I probably would like that, but if, if I can eat the fish and chips exactly. from Captain Bender's, I'm just going to default to that. Exactly. It is literally the best I've ever had. I, I, I would say it's, it's, it's close to the top for me as well. But it was a good conversation. You said you got to tune in for a little bit mm-hmm. of it. Of course, yeah. our players were Malachi Brown, the starting running back, who's uh, from the area, played first at Hedgesville before transferring to Martinsburg as a senior, and Jordan Barnett, uh, who's from Harrisburg. Well, he's originally from Baltimore and then uh, transferred from Eastern Tennessee to Lackawanna to Shepherd. Uh, I'm sorry, Harold O'Neill is what I meant to say, not Jordan Barnett. Harold O'Neill, the starting linebacker for uh, Shepard as well. But it was a certainly a fun conversation uh, if you were able to catch some parts of it last it's night. It's fun to hear it from Captain Benders because you get the ambient sound mm. of the the folks in the actual restaurant bar. You know that the sound of plates clinking. I just I don't know. I like that too, <laughs> just in the background because you know you're not going to get me on the sports content. But <laughs> well, and the funniest thing about the show always is, and it, it always just kind of seems to work out where. The players come in right about before we start the show. They sit down, um, they order their food, and they're like four bites in, and then we're yeah. pulling them up to the table. And they're like, well, you know, i got to finish my sandwich. <laughs> and we get our questions. Of course, we finish with uh, Parker Stone's rapid-fire questions. If you haven't heard that segment mm-hmm. before, that's always fun. Like but, who's, who's locker's sloppiest? Exactly. Or who's... Well, the, the funniest question that becomes a reoccurring theme is, as Parker likes to ask, well, who's your bus buddy? Who do you sit mm-hmm. with on the bus? Yeah. Every single player, except last night Harold O'Neill was the first one said they sit by themselves, mm. which leads to the question, I mean, you got an 80-man football team, you know, a roster. How long is this bus that, means, that these people are all sitting by themselves? That means like three of the managers or the PR <laughs> staff are sitting in one seat. Exactly. <laughs> but, I'm just picturing a school bus. I'm like, there's that's pretty uncomfortable. But you know what? <laughs> you know, I, I imagine some of those guys are pretty big and they need their own seat. Yeah, I, so I, I, I would imagine so. Just to be comfortable so. I mean, you've stretch got, out. You've got some linemen there that are pushing three bills. Mm. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. But lots of fun. Always a fun time at Captain Bender's. And um, then you've got – it just doesn't stop. Like from – I know Wednesday you guys go and and sometimes try to catch practice. You're getting coaches' interviews. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's just nonstop. Yeah, and it's – well, I I will say this because we have one small programming note that I want to pass along uh, and resetting our sports schedule for the weekend. We've got high school football tonight on at uh, 7 o'clock. It's uh, Musselman against Washington. Here? Ber- uh, yes, on WBPM. Uh, on 92.9 WXDC tomorrow at 2 o'clock, we've got Berkeley Springs football. They take on Braxton County uh, and uh, hopefully trying to snap the state's longest active losing streak. Shepherd football on 95.9, the big dog, uh, which will begin at 1 p.m. our pregame, and it kicks off at 2 p.m. But, uh, Marcia, uh, I just got word down the line over the last couple of hours that we will be able to carry – um, the World Series this year. Nice. So we won't be able to carry games one or game two because we've got conflicts with the uh, high school football tonight 
and uh, uh, Mountaineer football tomorrow. But uh, Game 3, Game 4, all the way through the conclusion, uh, brought to us by the kind folks over at ESPN Radio. Uh, do you have a team that you're rooting for? The between... Rangers. All right, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Are you impressed I even know who's playing? No, hey, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I knew a guy back uh, in my college years who was on the farm team for the Rangers. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's why I kind of... It, when, when you would have asked me before this year when I became, I became a rabid Orioles fan, mm. who my team would... I would have just defaulted to the Rangers, and that's pretty much why. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, talk a little bit more in the, the dying seconds of the show, and we're going to hopefully get some pictures from you and uh, post them on our, oh, yeah. our Twitter page about what uh, what's the game day experience like at UCF. We talked about the bounce house, but, mm-hmm. I mean, do you have pre-game, post-game plans? Well, okay, so I, obviously I'm going to be there representing WVU. Mm. We, I'll have my little WVU shirt on, but my husband will probably be wearing UCF gear. And they do a whole thing before the game They uh, with the horse and, and nitro. They walk uh, down this plaza and get everyone hyped up. There's a party atmosphere uh, in the in the green space near the stadium. So lots going on as there would be at any college football game. Uh, but the bounce house experience in itself, probably pretty intimidating for the opposing team coming in. They've got a lot going on to, to rev up the, the home crowd. And uh, we're looking forward to just kind of, it'll just be a fun experience for us. Absolutely. And before we say goodbye, we got to tease up this lineup that Hoppy Kirchville has coming because Friday means steam release and mm-hmm. that in and of itself is show stopping, but it's he's just got packed. a packed show. Yeah, he's talking about, he's talking with someone from Ogden Newspapers on Steve Williams, the lone dem- Democrat that's uh, officially put his hat in the ring for governor. Uh, Charles Mayor, Mayor Danny Jones on uh, the correction system lawsuit that's been filed. Uh, National News with Tony J. Powers from Fox News about that main shooting suspect. Uh, I don't know if there will be updates uh, by then. Jeff Jenkins on the DHHR. Uh, there, uh, There's a gentleman who uh, is on suspension right now uh, because of, of a COVID vendor issue. And then uh, Anderson Clay- Clayton, the North Carolina Democratic Party chair, probably talking about some strategy. And then 1120, Tony Caridi <laughs> talks up that WVUCF game. And then following that, fan favorite at 1130, Steam release. Can't wait. I certainly can't wait. Uh, if you missed any or part of today's show, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to post it along with today's edition of Panhandle Sports Live and uh, the Ernie McCook Show on our Panhandle News Network Spotify page. One lone high school game tonight on WEPM and WCST is Washington against Musselman. Our pregame coverage will begin at approximately 645, and we'll kick that game off at 7 o'clock. We've got nine hours of game day coverage here on WEPM and WCST beginning at 9 o'clock for WVU and UCF. But for Marsha Kavalik, I've been Luke Wiggs. This has been Panhandle Live, and we'll regroup and talk to you again on Monday.
Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.